This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. On balls of Malabriard. Watching the Grabian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 272. My name's Adam Patterson. We're joined today by Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Uh, irritated. Struggling. Struggling with technology. He's a struggling with technology. I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? I am irritated. Also, I'm a friend differently. Oh, yeah. Do you do you want to get into it on the air or or no? No, no, no. I just mm. need how many people have you killed? P- personal drama, huh? Uh, I have personal drama every fucking day. Hmm. Mm. It's like you're it's like you're living in the show Riverdale. You just live in Riverdale. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Every day. Mm. Uh, all right. What movie do we have you watch this week? April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Pick this in honor of April Fool's Day. Coming at you. I was thinking about doing something like fun and silly. You know, like a, like an actual, some sort of April Fool's Day type episode. But then on... I couldn't come up with anything creative oh. enough. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And really, I mean, when you when you look at the movie, it's not a very creative pick for the movie either, honestly. But yeah. at any rate, this came out in 1986. This is not the remake that came out in 2008. This is the uh, the original one, directed by Fred Walton. I have a synopsis here. Nine college students staying at a friend's remote island mansion begin to fall victim to an unseen murderer over the April Fool's Day weekend. Ryan, tell us a little bit about April Fool's Day. Well, I kind of like this. I, I, I've seen this movie. Sorry, I've, I've seen this movie a few times, and I actually like it, too. Once I got to the end, I didn't like it up until then. But once you figure everything out, then I like it. (laughs) That thing said I won't ever watch it again. Because I already know the major twist. Um. Okay, so... This off, uh, you have a couple friends, uh, they mostly all the age of their, except for one who is supposedly the cousin of the main girl who's having everyone in her house, and they're all graduating college. And she's throwing a party because celebrating the fact that they're all young and they're all prominent people and they're all trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives. 
two other people are Beth from Back to the Future and the, my girl from uh, 90210. Can't think of her name. I know, I know that there's some people from... The one person was in summer school and then there's a couple people from just one of the guys in this too. Another couple couple classic 80s ones there as well. So anyway, they, they start off by going to the house which you can only get to by boat. And apparently it's the Bird guy's last trip for the weekend. See, so knows something weird's gonna happen. And the one kid, the two of the kids get a fight. And the one actually gets stabbed, the other one. And it turns out to be an April Fool's joke. And then. There's another can is to anchor the bird or anchor. And tied the bird down to the dock. And for whatever reason, he just sent her treads in the water. And he continuously throws a noose at the dock. And misses every time until slowly the boat runs him over. And when it runs him over, somehow it fucked up his eye. (laughs) And they fall out of water and they dig in the hospital. So like pops, I think it like pops his eyeball out. <laughs> like so it's just, just his eye. Like no, it's like out? his whole. No, it's like his whole face, but it okay. pops his eyeball out too. <laughs> and so they think of the win. So they'll get to the island, and when they get there, each of them slowly starts getting killed off. And as they get killed off, the other ones that are still alive see their dead bodies and they believe they're dead. And it gets down to two of them left. And they discover that the whole thing was a sham the whole time. There's an unable horse joke. And one by one, as they died, they were brought into the girl at Ed's house. They find out that for whatever reason, she's very rich, but she needs money to keep the house going. So he gonna turn into an inn in which he plays this scenario over and over 
and people come stay there and and never go all the time. And in the end, no one's dead. Everyone finds out that it was all fake. They're all cool with it. <laughs> yeah. And they, do they all live happily ever after? What? I didn't remember one. What happened to Anne? Uh, at the uh, at the end at the end, I, I, if I remember, end, where they go? Oh, that's another. That's just another. Uh, another prank. Like you the think thread slitting? Yeah, at the very very end, you think that the one girl who planned out the whole thing gets her throat slit, but that's also a prank. Because because they show because the girl who supposedly slit her throat, they show that it was like a fake knife and it had a little like blood pump thing attached to it. And then they then they laugh and then that's oh, it. Cool. They they laugh and just have a good old time. Wonderful. So what did you think of this movie? You, you you already kind of alluded to it that you thought it was OK. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought a lot of uh, weird things would happen, like the eyeball. They got the eyeball. I thought the whole thing was pretty dumb. Until I knew its purpose. Um, I thought the whole knife thing where the guy throws the knife. I didn't understand why they kept doing that over and over and over. <laughs> so, in the beginning, I liked it, I hated it, but by the end, I liked it. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. I felt the same way, because, like, when you're, when you're first watching it, if you don't know the, uh, the twist at the end, you're just like, what? Like you can't really wrap your head around what's going on because like the guy gets injured on the boat and then like they so quickly like carry him off and he's just gone and you're just like hmm doesn't something's not I don't know that just it seemed off and then like there's another scene where Biff gets uh where he supposedly gets killed and you don't see him getting killed but he gets like caught in this rope trap. And there's like a snake there and it's like biting at him. And then somebody kicks the snake away and he looks at the person and then that's the end of Biff supposedly. And that, that seems a little odd too. Cause it's like, if I was a, a slasher, I would just stand back and watch the snake bite the shit out of him and kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus it's also odd that if, if he is a slasher, if you kick the snake away, you know, as a movie, you would show the slasher kill the guy. Yeah. So, so it, it does sound like it, it kind of tips its hand a couple of times here. And it, there. it does, but it, it does it in a pretty subtle and, and interesting way. There, there are a couple of times where like the well scene, Ryan, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know about, about that. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. so like the, the water gets turned off. And they, the water's not working right, so they go to 
this well, like a backup well. And there's like severed heads and like one of their friends is dead like in there. Damn. And it just seemed like such an elaborate setup f- for it to be like that for that one it just seemed like everything fell into place a little bit too uh too perfectly for it to work. Like like they must have deliberately loosened the one ladder uh rung so that it would like break off and she would fall in. I don't know. That that one was a little bit of a stretch for me, but I I think most of them were pretty pretty clever. And I actually like the end too. I it doesn't sound like it sounds like if you watch it you're like, "Oh, like it, it's kind of a bummer, you know, that you don't really think about." It. Yeah, it, it just seems like such a generic slasher movie and then they do this yeah. thing at the end and then you and then you think they're going to twist it again and have there actually be a killer but there's there's not like they all just survive and have a good time so it's, it's almost it's like a, a, it's got that twist it's a twisty and then it's got a fake out twist mhm yeah yep so it's a double twist yeah it's a fake out no twist it's a fakey mctwist <laughs> All sorts of twists going on, but different different type of twist. Okay, it's enjoyable. It it really that is an enjoyable did. watch. That actually sounds kind of interesting. I mean, if you know the, like Ryan said, if you know the the twist going into it, it definitely doesn't. It's not as effective because if you know the twist going into it, you're just like, why am I watching this? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it all seems. A little, uh, little moot by that by that point, since yeah, you know, since you, since you know that it's all fake. But I also like the reveal too. Uh, how so? Like the the girl, the main girl, uh, Muffy. She set up this kind of. She set up like fake photographs, and she she scattered clues around the house so that the uh, the other kids started to figure out who the killer was and she led them to believe that she had a twin sister an evil twin named Buffy okay and so Buffy was the killer supposedly and they were in in like the final showdown when it was like the final two left uh, the way that they revealed themselves in the prank was I thought was pretty cool how they just had everybody in one room and they had them they weren't standing completely still but they were like i don't know how to describe it it was like that they were attending this party but none of them talked so like but but they would like mouth things to each other so there would be like two friends having a conversation by the fireplace having a drink and they'd be like acting like they're talking like their lips would move, but they w- they weren't actually talking. Okay. So she goes into this room and she sees all her friends who she thought be- were dead. And they're like acting like nothing's going on. They act like they don't see her. Like it was, it must have been such a surreal moment for her. That sounds kind of creepy. Yeah. 
I will say, like, uh, I don't know if I would buy the like the idea that because they because she revealed that they had an effects guy. So so like they she hired this effects guy to construct all of the the, the kills and stuff. And that's why they were so believable, but I still don't know if I'd be, if if I would be believing it. You know what I mean? I liked it because for every every time you thought something was weird, they explained some way why it wasn't weird. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty well constructed film. Like they they kind of piece everything together very nicely. Like it, it definitely works. I, I, don't, I don't know why this wasn't more popular. It's a pretty popular. I'd say it's a pretty popular slasher movie. I mean, it's it's not, you know, Friday the Thirteenth yeah. level or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Kevin, I'm, have you heard of this movie before? I have not. I've never heard of it. Oh, no. really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, maybe it wasn't. I heard of the sequel. Uh, the remake but not this one I feel like I saw the remake maybe no I don't think I did actually 2008 no I don't think I did see it I don't I don't I don't know how that one holds up I I'm just looking at the cover I'm gonna say that it's probably horrible whereas the cover for this one is awesome with the uh, noose in the braid. The old noose braid. The old classic noose braid. I don't know. It's a, it's a good bit of uh, 80s camp. It's, a, I, I'm, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer because it sounds really great, but now I know what the <laughs> thing is. Yep. It's been ruined. <laughs> it's been ruined for you. So I don't think I can enjoy it, but it sounds like... Sounds like it could have been a good time. Has uh has Sleepaway Camp been ruined for you yet? For me? Yeah. No. Because I know I that think so. uh, that was one that I I wanted you to see. It might it might have been at you know several times, but I've probably forgotten about it. Yeah. Which is probably what I can do with April Fool's Day. I can just wait like three years. <laughs> and you'll forget. forget and just watch. Yeah. Just remind remind me in three years. Be like, hey, you should check out April Fool's Day from 1986. And I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Because then it'll take another two years for me to actually watch it. Yeah. So by that point, it'll be I'll be five years removed from it, and I won't see the twisties coming. I think Sleepaway Camp still has one of the more interesting twists that kind of scared me when I was younger and saw it. The twist doesn't really <laughs> do much for the movie. Like it doesn't really make that much sense, but it's still pretty crazy. Let's talk it's about uh, Fred Walton, the director of this thing. He, uh, I think his claim to fame was when a stranger calls from 1979. I think that's, that's what kind of broke him onto the scene. Another okay. sort of classic horror movie. Again, the remake of that one. I never, I never saw the original one. Uh, I, I don't think I saw the remake either. The one that came out in two thousand six. Was it a high man? 
no, it wasn't Halle Berry. It was just Tessa Thompson was in it. Oh. Yeah. Clark Gregg, Katie Cassidy. These are all people that were just getting their start. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. He also did Hadley's Rebellion from 1983. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not too familiar with that one. Something it's like a wrestling movie, I think. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's about like high school wrestling or something. Oh, I thought I thought we were talking like pro wrestling. pro wrestling. Nineteen eighty. That would be awesome. I'm yeah, that. yeah. Uh, oh, then man. then he did uh, April Fool's Day. He did the Rosary Murders in nineteen eighty seven. And then from from then on, he just did TV movies. So he, he did. He went off on TV movies. Yeah. He did the sequel to When a Stranger Calls, When a Stranger Calls Back mm. in 1993, but that was a TV movie. He did a movie called I Saw What You Did in 1988. A group okay. of pranksters unintentionally get the attention of a serial killer who starts targeting them. Oh, hell yeah. That's got a pretty wicked cover. Looks like the cover of a true crime novel. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Last movie he did was in 1996, and that's that was the Stepford Husbands. Flipping the script there. Yeah, I mean it's twisties. Yeah. Doesn't that one looks a little bit? We'll we'll have to put that on the docket for Ryan watches a movie. Just looking at that cover, holy shit! For real? Let me check out this cover. How far would she go to create the perfect mate? Ah, so it's not even like... Oh, man, it's got... It's not even like uh, like a a Stepford Wives remake with men. It's like just some crazy woman that's trying to create the perfect man. Yeah, and it has Harry Truman. Thought it was going to have this cool... uh... Harry Truman? It has... Sheriff Harry Truman. Oh, Michael, uh, Michael Ontkeen. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize him on the cover there. I thought it was going to be this cool, like, you know, feminist take on the Stepford Wives, but no, it sounds like it's just a pile of shit. Uh, I don't know. You got Michael Hawking in there. I don't know. I don't know if you can call it a piece of shit. Maybe not. Where was he at in I thought I thought for sure that they were gonna um bring him in to Twin Peaks. What happened there? I I remember that he was in it and then or he was slated to be in it, yeah. and then something happened that he wasn't in it. But I don't know if we ever found out it was weird because at the beginning if you remember like the first few episodes they kept like talking about him a lot and then it just it felt like they were gonna have him show up and then he just never did yeah i'm wondering if the uh the the role uh what's uh what's his name's role was 
originally going to be his, and they just switched it out at the last minute. Well, in the very, very beginning, it was supposed to be him. In the original Twin Peaks, it was supposed to be him. And then I guess, at least that's what I think I read. Robert Forrester? Yeah, he was supposed to be in the very, very beginning of Twin Peaks. That was Mm. supposed to be his role. Interesting. So they they pulled the old switcheroo, huh? Yeah. The the old switch. Everyone's doing twisties. (laughs) Twisting it up. Huh. Anyway, uh, any final thoughts, Ryan, on April Fool's Day before we give you a drum roll? Yeah, the 80s feel to it. Also, like a really 80s feel. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I saw a lot of uh, Biff Danner. Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely 80s. It wasn't like, it wasn't like intense intensely 80s like some of these are where they're like playing a lot of the pop music and just the 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 look and the style and you know like um like uh, trendy like night of the comet or like one of those other super 80s ones but it was definitely definitely had a vibe for sure all right what are you gonna give april fool's day Five out of ten, all right. Middle of the road, completely average. I guess. I mean, from what you were saying, it sounds like you'd it would be like at least a six. It has no rewatchability. Ah, okay. Minus points oh, for rewatchability. Boy. I understand that. A lot of people gauge things just, on rewatchability. I just I didn't realize that that Ryan's ratings were so weighted on rewatchability. Go on, Gavin. You know, I watch that movie over and over. Yes. If I can't can't do that, I don't like it. I I, I love how we we used to go over there like every single day and every day you'd be watching the same movie just over and over again. It's like Transformers or Bad I, Boys I, Two or whatever. I know, I know, Family Guy. Now, do a Family Guy. Yeah, I have every episode on this, and I still watch it every night on TV at two in the morning. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> No wonder you're so irritable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Switch your day up, man. man family help me. Keep the peace in my head. Keep the peace in your head, okay. <laughs> family so guy true. helps me keep the peace in my head. That is that's gonna be in a newspaper. <laughs> so <important. laughs> gonna be, me and Adam are gonna be interviewed. They were gonna say we should have known something was up. <laughs> he said, "Quote." Every <laughs> guy's gonna trend on Twitter. Oh my god! All right, Jesus. April Fool's Day. Let's talk about it. So, if you if you look on the National Day calendar, you know they have a little blurb that they usually talk about. 
before getting into like the history and all that. Well, on this one, they pulled a little bit of a prank themselves and told this story about like some kind of alien abduction or some nonsense. I'm not going to read it because I don't support what they've done here. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not funny or clever or anything. Anyway, how to observe, prepare your best pranks and practical jokes. Use hashtag April Fool's Day to post on social media. History. We would be fools to think we knew precisely when April Fool's Day was originally celebrated. We would. There, there are uh, a couple more facts here that, I don't know, maybe a little bit, a little bit interesting. Yeah, uh, but can you trust any of this? No. Can you trust it? You can't trust it. No, because they, they, bl- they blew all their credibility out of the water with their little prank. Exactly. Uh, up above. So now I don't trust them. Scholars point to the uh, reformation of the calendar by Pope Gregory and the Gregorian calendar we use today in the 1500s in France. The new year would take place in April, not January, as it does now. The theory is that those who continue to celebrate the new year on April 1st were called uh, April Fish. And pranks would be played on them. Mm-hmm. So some some people think that that is where April Fool's Day came from. Sure. Why not? Uh, in Britain in 1776, there's a clear and reliable reference to April foolishness in an article in Gentleman's Magazine. Reference to a custom in the kingdom of making fools of people on the first day of April. It addresses the day being the culmination of an eight-day feast and the beginning of a new year. So there you are. Two possible origins of April Fool's Day. Who knew April Fool's Day was so boring? I know, right? You'd think it'd be something cool. I mean, usually they're based in something that's like really dark and horrible. Like, like, oh, it was the, the April... The April Fool's Massacre that took place in like 1760, where a, a series of court gestures were massacred or something. <laughs> and we do this to honor them. Oh, God. I don't know. Anyway, what are you doing for April Fool's, Ryan? You, you, you cooking up some pranks? May I go on? What? I'm gonna take a jog. Take a jog? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because you can't. Uh, Your legs don't work. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should try to like, you should try to like hide in your, you should definitely prank your mom. And you should like hide in your basement or something and like call, call her and be like, Say that you're at like Ollie's or something and you need a ride. <laughs> just, just come up with something. Uh, that would end up with me getting bitched for some reason. Ryan. Why did, why did I call her before I left? I uh, get there. <laughs> do something. You, should, you definitely do something to your mom. She, she needs. She needs a little brighten, brighten her day. Yeah, up. brighten her day up a little bit. Just do a silly prank. Nothing, Shut nothing up. horrible. Shut, 
something fun. Sh- show her that you care. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to feedback at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulsenet, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. If you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. And consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.